I had someone tell me one time, I don't understand why you don't want to have kids. That's the whole reason God put you on this earth. I'm like, if that's the only reason I'm here, then go ahead and kill me. Because there are so many, I mean, I love children. I do. (laughs) But there are so many other things in life that I want to do. And I feel like there's other ways that I can make a difference in this world than just by like throwing some spawn out there. At least (laughs) my spawn. Hi guys and welcome back to Her Thing Podcast with me, Becca Pearson. I'm really excited today because I have my best friend, Marcy Meredith, here with me. And she's already bared with me because I have restarted this podcast twice. Um, Today we're just going to talk about um, her journey with infertility and endometriosis and everything that it took, you know, just to get to the point where she has two beautiful children of her own. Um, to get started though, we're just going to have some icebreakers to make things fun. Um, and then we'll get into all the good stuff. So, what is your favorite movie? (laughs) Um, that depends on the day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it changes because I just love watching movies. Me too. Um, I would say... Harry Potter's probably up there. But I also love a good, cheesy chick flick. Oh, me too. I just, I watched something the other day. Why can't I remember? I think the older I get, the more I can't remember anything. Mm. What did I watch? It was so good. I don't know. Oh, 27 Dresses. I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. So, yeah, I watched that while I was working, and it was really nice. Okay, um, let's see. Favorite subject when you were in school? I think I really liked math. Oh, I don't know. I did not (laughs) at all. I liked music, of course, but I think I remember loving math. Okay, yeah, not this girl. Um, If you were an ice cream flavor, which would you be and why? Um, Tyson and I really like this sea salt caramel flavor. Oh, yeah. It, it And it has little chocolate bunny things in it. What <laughs> brand is that? I think it's Blue Bunny. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> is Blue Bunny it's real ice cream? Really I heard a rumor that it's like a, like a frozen creamy dessert, but it doesn't call themselves ice cream. Maybe. I, I'm not a spokesperson for the company. <laughs> <laughs> I like it as ice cream. Well, I It don't, doesn't have eggs, so I can eat it. <laughs> that's probably... Maybe that's why they call it like a frozen dessert or whatever yeah. and not... That's weird. <sighs> <sighs> I'm not a spokesperson for the company. <laughs> Marcy bringing the sarcasm. See, there's my salt. This sweet insult. <laughs> If you could choose only one place to vacation for the rest of your life, where would you go and why? Oh, gosh. Um, can't be anywhere on a beach because we are not swimmers. Um, I don't swim. Oh, yeah. We just don't love it. Oh, my gosh. Um, Seth and I, I love I to know. swim, but I hate the ocean. Probably somewhere in Europe. Mm, yeah. Probably Germany. Germany. Oh, yeah. for Tyson? Yeah. <laughs> Don't need to beep his name out. <laughs> Europe. We'll just say Europe. Okay. Yeah. I'm more of like, I don't know. I've never answered these questions, and this is my podcast. We need to do that. Yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. I feel like that's good on icebreakers. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, let's just talk about... Me and you, and how we met, and became such good friends. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. It was right after, I guess, I started my business, which was... 2009? 2010. Oh my gosh, nine years. Mm. That's crazy. I know. Yeah, so Marcy and I met because she um, had moved to 
Texas with her husband for school, right? Um, yes, Tyson's school. Okay. Are we allowed to say his name? <laughs> he's going to shake his head. I know. I know. He's so eyes. private. <laughs> I, I, I can beep your name out, Tyson, <laughs> if you're listening. No, it's for his grad school. Okay. And so had you started your photography business before you got? No. Well, I helped shoot a wedding that summer right after I graduated. Okay. So um, that's kind of where I decided to get started. Okay. Yeah. So we met, I guess, like I had shot a wedding with a friend or a mutual friend. And then um, Marcy, did you shoot with her? I don't know. All I know is she's like the reason why you and I ended up connecting. Betsy. Oh. It was because of Betsy. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. um, Yeah, we met up. When I came to Lubbock, everyone was so nice. mm -hmm. And I can't remember how I got in touch with her. I don't know. She was probably the nicest person as far as like who to connect with in the photography world. Because I sent out lots of emails and got lots of like dead air. (laughs) So, but she responded and a few other people did. Um, anyway, so yeah, I guess I assisted, did I assist you with the wedding? I don't really remember. I think I second shot with you. I think you second shot. Yeah. Yeah. So I assisted Marcy with the wedding and (laughs) this kind of ties into what we'll talk about later. She apparently had a giant cyst that made her look pregnant. I didn't (laughs) Well, you just don't ask a person if they're pregnant. (laughs) I didn't know what was going on with her. And she, like, I guess we were in the car somewhere, and she was like, yeah. She just starts laughing and was like, I've got a giant cyst, like, the size of a baby. (laughs) And then that was it. (laughs) And I don't think we, like, talked to each other after that wedding for a few, a little while. I think you probably thought I was crazy. No. No, I just thought... (laughs) She laughs about scary situations. I don't know. What else can you do? Yeah. So, um, and I mean, how old was I? I was 20. And so, you know, I knew nothing about like taking care of a woman's body, unfortunately. (laughs) Guys, I had not gone to the gyno yet at that age. (laughs) So I genuinely knew nothing. Um, Anyway, so we didn't see each other, talk to each other for maybe like six more months. I don't know. And then we worked together again. And I honestly don't remember how or why we became. I know why we became such good friends, but like how or what brought us back to like working together, probably because no one else in our city was like our style. Maybe. Um, But yeah, we just photography like brought us together and we hit it off and we built our businesses together Mm -hmm. and then Marcy moved away and (laughs) (laughs) we still have always just like even if we don't talk to each other all the time like I feel like we always pick it up right where we left off um and I feel like we did a really good job of that um when you did move but in the time that we okay so I remember you had your cyst, you had your surgery. I didn't see you through all that time. Then you got pregnant, had a baby, and I didn't see you again until Jackson was like three months old. And so you were like, do you want to see my baby? (laughs) He was like a giant baby. And I remember being like, whoa, her baby is huge. Um, Yeah. And then from there on, like that's where our friendship blossomed because I watched Jackson grow up until mm-hmm. the day that y'all moved to North Carolina. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I came back and, and then, then you left. Yeah. And then she came back <laughs> and then I moved away. Um, well, you, you, did you come back once or twice? Just once? Just moving? Yeah. Once. Oh, okay. Yeah. But throughout our friendship, we have done a really good job. I think of just like we in the industry that, we're, or I guess you're still technically in the wedding industry yeah. or the photography industry. Um, Marcy's no longer a wedding photographer, but she does editing uh, for photographers, which is a huge thing that so many people need, especially like you just have to outsource whenever you can't do it yourself. So um, we spend a lot of time building our friendship through building our businesses together. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really what helped us grow together and I helped you move three times two times I don't know twice a lot a lot I don't know you didn't help us move at all (laughs) 
No. I disagree. <laughs> Did you? Oh, oh, you helped us move one. Tyson maybe one, maybe helped one. us move. I don't think you helped with that. Tyson came. I didn't. I probably had a baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> you were not pregnant and you did not have... Jackson was not a baby. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I was shooting a wedding. <laughs> I think you just didn't come and Tyson went. That is <laughs> no, not right. But this time is what I meant. Anyways, I know that you didn't help us move this time, but that's okay because we had we <laughs> we had movers and I will never go back. Yes, it, we did that too once. But did they pack and unpack for you? Um, no, they just um I think we just had them unload. They came in and packed our entire house. It was amazing. Mm. But it, we did like pre-clean because I was like, oh my God, who knows what's like <laughs> under stuff that's been sitting for four and a half years. Or, True. So True. anyways, it was a little scary. Um, oh, okay. Let's see more about our friendship. I don't know. You've just always kind of been there in a good way. Like with my wedding, everything. I was there. You were there. <laughs> you said a speech. Oh, it was, was great. Awful. I didn't think it was awful. I thought it was great. Oh, okay. I could never write a speech, so I don't know. I just feel like you've... uh, I didn't mean awful like I hated it. It was just Saying the speech was awful. Oh, I get what you're saying. Sorry. My bad. Anyways, no. I just... I love you, and I'm glad that we're friends and friends for life. You're stuck with me. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so... Back to uh, the cyst and mm. all of that. Yes. So tell me about that time. Because at the time, all you said is, I have a cyst that makes me look mm. pregnant. And mm. I was like, is she going to die? Like, I genuinely knew nothing about what a cyst was. I actually I did. Because my sister had a cyst that burst and made her ovary wrap around her appendix. Mm. That's terrible. Insane. And she has endometriosis, too, I believe, I think. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I'm pretty sure she does. Maybe. (laughs) But, yeah, she lost an an ovary because of it. Um, But she had a baby after, and she she never thought she was going to. So That's amazing. Yeah. So go ahead and kind of dive into that um, and just explain kind of that whole process and what happened and, yeah. So I didn't know either what was going on, and I I think that, I'm trying to think back to how that went down. I don't think we went to the fertility doctor until after that cyst happened. Okay. Anyways, um, we had talked about starting a family, and <clears throat> I think it was a year or two of nothing happening and how long had y'all been married at that point i want to say five years okay but you weren't trying right away or four or five no okay no we were schooling oh yeah (laughs) smart yeah it was great um okay so i had this cyst grew nobody really knew what was going on so i was getting shots for pain and uh so the doctors weren't like let me do a sonogram on your ovaries no, or they thought maybe I had a problem with my appendix or they they didn't really know what was going on because it was pain with pushing on it like pressure and oh okay <clears throat> it got really bad the pain um where it would just like kind of almost like cramp up so hard that Mm -hmm. you just couldn't walk or move. Yeah. And so that's when I started getting a few shots and we were like, we need to get into the doctor. But the fertility doctors have horrible wait times. You're scheduling. All doctors do. It's terrible. I think here in Lubbock, there's two specialists who are amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's like six to nine months out at least to talk so um it takes a while to get in there but we talked to them about kind of the more emergent situations yeah we got in there we started talking and then 
he thought, well, maybe he might have endometriosis. I don't know. We'll see. And then did a little exam and he's was like, your, well, we need to schedule surgery. Was your stomach growing at that point or like, d- could you tell that there was a difference from the cyst or did you think like, oh, I've just gained a little bit of weight? Oh, or... no, I could tell there was definitely something wrong. And there. You, th- you thought that it was from whatever the pain was? I didn't know what it was from. Okay. I had no idea, but I just knew from the location that something. And then were things. was happening. Because I have another friend, um, <clears throat> you know who she is, but um, I know, I think she said she had endometriosis. All I know is we were on a trip together and she was in so much pain and just like, um, just couldn't move and just was miserable for a lot of like the second half of our trip together. And then she came home and went to the doctor and they were like, you need to have surgery, which I think you have to have surgery with endometriosis and, um, which she was scared because of the fertility aspect of it. Um, but yeah, so, and that her pain would happen around her menstrual cycle. So were you having more pain around those times or was it just constant pain every day? I mean, at first it was kind of random Mm -hmm. um and then I think it just grew to where it was just all the time and I would stand up and sit down whenever I would stand or sit I got huge you know intense pain this was because it was becoming so huge um I think it was like 10 centimeters or something um isn't there were multiple that's what you have to be dilated to to have a baby (laughs) and that's how big your cyst was uh, yeah, and, um, there were actually two, I think, two or three in there. There was, they were smaller, the other ones, but. Was it just on, it was on the one, the right ovary? The I'm assuming, because you said they thought it was appendix, I and I know appendix so. is on the right side. Yeah, well, the other one, yeah, it was on the opposite side. Okay. Yes. Oh. So, my doctor, Dr. Fi, she's amazing, and she removed, and cleaned me out (laughs) (laughs) so how was that process and like the recovery and all of that for you it was great it was like are you being sarcastic no it was like recovery was nothing because compared to the pain of how it was before yeah you probably felt like it was so went from the only thing that bugged me after was some of the air that they inflate your belly with Mm -hmm. it kind of causes some shoulder pain that's interesting. Yeah. I wasn't expecting you to say shoulder pain. <laughs> well, the air gets in and it kind of gets trapped in different areas. Oh, that's so, so weird. It kind of resolves. It's okay. kind of hurts, but it's not bad. Okay. So how long after that, like after your surgery, were you and Tyson like, okay, let's try to have a baby now. Like I'm feeling better. They were like, you need to. To try to have a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Immediately. I mean, they said, she, I shouldn't say they, she, my doctor, um, she said, now is the best time if you're ready. Either, otherwise, we need to discuss other like medic, medicine options and other yeah. treatments. Um, so, yeah, she said because every, all the tissue was taken out. And that was the best chance. Was your ovary still healthy after doing no, that? It wasn't. She said most doctors would have taken it out. Okay. It was so mutilated. And your left ovary, how was that? It still? was okay. Okay. I mean, they were fine, but she saved both of them. Wow. So Tyson and I all often say that the reason we moved to Lubbock is so that we found Dr. That makes Fye. me cry. <laughs> She's oh my amazing. gosh, that makes, <laughs> seriously, I'm in tears. Oh, I love that. And ugh, it just makes me so happy. Um, yeah, that's really amazing. Yeah. It's really it cool how the world and And then you notice works. we moved back. Yeah. And now, you, oh, to stop get it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're not even my kids. <laughs> I'm like crying. Marcy doesn't cry, so I cry enough for the both of us. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Okay. <laughs> so when y'all got started on that process, um, what was that like as far as um, trying 
did y'all just try to conceive naturally or was the doctor saying, okay, you should probably like think about the fertility. We knew we needed to do an IUI. Okay. So you knew pretty much right away. Yeah. She told us from all of our other tests that that was probably the route we would start with, Mm -hmm. which is, um, intrauterine inception. (laughs) Okay. Um, I like that they, cause whenever I would talk about it, um, I'd be like, artificial insemination. But that makes me think of like a cow. (laughs) You know, because I know that's how they get, I think, baby calves. I don't know. I I don't need to talk about things that I know nothing about. Anyways, (laughs) keep going. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so we needed to do that. She said that she would do that process for three rounds. Mm -hmm. And then if that didn't work, then we would need to discuss IVF. Okay. So how did that take a, like emotionally, where were y'all in that process? Um, I don't think, I mean, I don't know everything. <laughs> I mean, I think there's defeat, but also mm-hmm. hope because you're like, this could be, this could work, you yeah, know, but yeah. As a woman, how did that, like knowing that your body kind of turned against you in a way like how how did you deal with that or what were your feelings about that or um I think that no everything happens for a reason and yeah it's just one of the struggles that I got dealt (laughs) (laughs) you're just so nonchalant about it all like well this is what it is it is which is good and I think so I know like with Y'all being Mormon, and a big thing about the Mormon community is everyone, they have a ton of kids. Like, <laughs> every family I knew. We're very family focused. Yes, very fam- <laughs> And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. But so how was that? Did you think growing up, like, oh, I'm going to have, like, five kids because you have a lot of siblings? Or um, what was your process with that? Like, okay, For maybe sure. I may not be able to, you know, have a big family. I don't think I really thought that was ever going to happen. I mean, everybody probably doesn't think that, but yeah. it just didn't really seem like a thing. Um, I totally thought we were going to have five kids. Once we had one, I said, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a little handful. He's also a genius, I feel like. He, yeah. He's just so smart. Yes. Um, okay, where was I in this? Okay, so keep walking through that process of IUI. Okay. So IUI, um, they just monitor everything really closely and you do, you know, rounds of medication and multiple appointments and they're, um, I don't know how much into detail you want to go, but no, (laughs) feel free. I mean, like, I think a big part of this podcast, I think is just sharing. So other women, don't feel necessarily alone in the things that women go through. And I mean, some of the episodes with Seth are just like dumb things for us, but you know, (laughs) I think that this will resonate with a lot of women who don't talk about these things, but are struggling through them. So, I mean, feel free to share as much as you're comfortable with. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's really hard for you. A big problem. I would say that Marcy and I have had in our friendship is her willingness to open up to really anyone it's like her mom and her husband and that's all she talks to um so that has been a thing where I've been like when you're going through these things tell me what's going on so you have like someone on your side I may not be going through the same thing or may not want children but I want you to have children and I want to love those children so yeah um yeah feel free to share because I still don't know like the full story behind everything. Cause I know, I know Millie because with that, it was like, you better tell me what's happening. <laughs> but with Jackson, we hadn't had our friendship grow yet. So, right. Um, where was I at? <laughs> you kind of just said <laughs> with IUI, you know, they just, I don't know. You didn't really go into much detail. So like, what was the process like in comparison to IVF? Cause I know with IVF, like there's lots of shots and lots of things that go into it. And it really is like, it takes a toll on, um, women and couples, but how was IUI in comparison to that? Um, ugh, I'm sure it's just so much less difficult. Yeah. I can't imagine going through IVF with that process. How, 
how did things, how did the process start? What was the first step in getting started with IUI? Okay. Um, I would say, I think we just went in, we had our consult, we talked about the multiple appointments. You have a certain medication that you have to take in Mm -hmm. order to stimulate the follicles to grow. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you need to, (laughs) um, let me think. Trying to think back to the process. It's been so long. Lots of ultrasounds. Um, I don't know. They're just monitoring you to see how everything's growing. And then once Mm -hmm. you get to a certain point, then they will do the insemination part. Okay. So did you say, did they do a shot for getting the follicles to grow? Um, I think I took a shot right at the end. And that was really the only process there as far as like shots and everything. Shots, yes, is very different. Yeah. It's so much more mild of a process, I think. It's just tedious is probably more of the case. So with Jackson, how many rounds of IUI did y'all go through? Two. Two, okay. Mm -hmm. And how much is like each round? Um, It's usually here, it was around $1,000, I think. For and you did too. Yeah. Okay. So I guess in comparison to IVF, it's right. like pennies, but it's Absolutely. still it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So plus my surgery. Oh yeah. Cost prior. <laughs> we we tell Jackson he was expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's a very expensive child to get. Um. Well, I'm just so happy that you were able to conceive. Um. So with that process, as far as like, if IUI didn't work, had you and Tyson thought about like, do we want to go the IVF route? Is adoption an option? Like what, what were your thought processes with that? Like if this doesn't work? I think we were open to everything kind of, um, but then we wanted to just take one step at a time. Yeah. Kind of deal with what that was happening at that point and then move on and deal with the next thing yeah did you ever have any like just emotional breakdowns of like why is this happening to us or oh for sure yeah (laughs) for sure (laughs) especially after the first negative after the first round yeah I was in grad school oh and that on top of and I got a call from the nurse after my class and Mm. I was just like I gotta go home (laughs) I can't even imagine that was devastating I know Tyson doesn't want a lot of talking about him, but how was he as just a partner of like consoling you and being there and what was, how were things with that? You know, cause like, you know, if I have a bad day, you know, Seth is there to help lift me up or, um, make things better. And so how was that he during that process? Um, amazing. Did he have those moments of like, this is really tough or? I'm sure he did, but I don't, I don't think he really talked much about it. I think it, I'm guessing it was kind of hard. Oh, (laughs) I'm sure. No, I know. I'm sure it was. Um, I'm just probably was more of a mess. So he was just focused on trying to take care of me and help me with getting through it. Um, okay. So with, you obviously have a second child. How old is Jackson? He's seven. Seven. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. And then Millie is one and she. December, January, February, March. So like two more months, she'll be one and a half, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) So whenever you decided to go for a second round and like get this process going again, um, did the doctors check and see like, okay, how was your right ovary? Like seven years later, was it working? Were they expecting just to hopefully have like your left ovary do the job and, you know, make things happen? Or did the doctors even check on those things? Um, um, so I, my treatment <clears throat> after Jackson was continuous birth control. Okay. Um, so they stopped 
periods altogether. Yeah. Which stops the endometriosis tissue okay. from growing is the thought. Usually it's pretty good at suppressing. Okay. But um, that can also come with side effects depending on which. And what are those side effects? Pill you're using. I know nothing. <laughs> Birth control pills <laughs> sometimes are just, well, anytime you mess with your hormones. Yeah. That can Which be is why issues. I've never done it. Yeah. It's nice to not. And there are a lot of people who treat with other things like diet and yeah, yeah. other lifestyle choices. And um, But I was on continuous. The It turns out we found out way later that I was not on the best birth, birth control. control. It was a pretty high level and it caused me to have headaches. Oh, okay. Headaches I remember you would have headaches all the time. But the doctors, whenever I'd bring it up, they just didn't think it had anything to do yeah. with it. Like there would be days we were supposed to hang out and you're like, I can't get out of bed. I, I have a headache. Yeah. Once I didn't I realize that was... pregnant with Millie, it was night and day headaches. They were just gone. Wow. That's oh when gosh. I thought, you know what? So being on the birth control, did that help like rejuvenate and like your right ovary and like keep your left ovary healthy or... Was your right ovary still a little sad? Healed okay. Um, You'll never know, you know, what's functioning completely. Yeah. But um, yeah, somehow, (laughs) whatever, whichever side worked. Um, But yeah, they uh, did. Yeah, I mean, I did a few appointments, and um, once we came off the birth control pill. That's when we kind of started the next cycle. Yeah. And with Millie, you only did the one round, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was there for that. I know. So great. <laughs> um, I loved it because you were like, oh, it may not work. Like, you were so just like, I'm not going to get excited. And I was like, no, you have to be positive. Like, <laughs> it's going to work. This first round is going to work. And then it did. And then it was like, you have to have a girl. So I bought you cookies with pink icing because I was like, this has to work, right? Jackson did not like those. Oh, he was so upset. He was like, we have to go back to the store and get cookies with blue icing. <laughs> um, so how was your pregnancy with, um, well, let's go back to being pregnant. How was that with Jackson Which the one? first round? First Jackson? round. If awesome. you can remember. Really awful. <laughs> Do you think that's just because of like boy versus girl? I've heard that there is a difference because girls. Maybe. I don't don't know. I was on cloud nine with Jackson. I don't know. I, I. And you're probably thrilled you're pregnant. Yeah, exactly. And And maybe that had partly to do with it. Yeah. But I definitely was not as sick, sick as I was with Millie. Okay. So I wanted to circle back and ask, um, I know you said that after your surgery, you, the doctors were like, if you want to have children, you need to do this. Like, but did y'all think like, oh, let's try to have like a baby just by having traditional sex? Or did you just go straight into what they said? Um, Because of our tests beforehand, we knew that there was a very minimal chance. So okay. we just went forward with it. Okay. So the first time we came in, they told us there was 3%. Oh, wow. 3% mm-hmm. chance of conceiving mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah. That is unfathomable. <laughs> I'm like, especially all the children out there just going and getting pregnant. And then like adults who want babies, just it's so difficult. It's weird. Um, okay. So. With that, um, there was nothing in your mind where you were like, let's just try and do it the normal way. Or you just... No. No? No. So how long was that process as far as like from the time you had your surgery to going straight into... Really quick. Okay. So because they were like, if you want to have a kid, this is what you need to do. Yeah. Which is so funny because then seven years later you... Yeah. yeah. So, um, you, like I said earlier, like to hide your struggles and Stop things like that. It. You do, you do. <laughs> so why did you hide like something that I feel like women need to like have like someone on their side to talk about, you know, why'd you hide something so difficult? 
I don't think I intentionally was. Yeah, it's like not like you're like I can't. I mean, you straight up were like, I have a cyst, and it's the size of a, a baby. Yeah, I mean, but, it's kind of like a personal. Yeah awkward conversation yeah I guess I'm like way people. more open about stuff whereas like you are more like I'll keep this to me and my husband oh, well and not like sure female talk yeah I don't know I don't know I don't think people talked about it a lot yeah especially so when I uh, seven years ago yeah that's true the conversation has been opened up way more now compared to you know whenever one, you were going through having the cyst, and two, going through IUI and all of that. How was your um, your family, like, and mom and everyone, whenever you're going through that? Were they there and supportive? What absolutely. were their thoughts? Yep, absolutely. And I think that we kind of involved them more in the process this time around because they yeah. knew. And, you know, the first time you're thinking – we don't want to tell anybody anything so because we don't get a, we don't want to get our hopes up and we don't want to have to answer all the questions over and over and yeah you didn't really share with them everything or it's a little bit a little yeah. bit here and there but not you know super extensively yeah so did they know that you're going to have to do yes the IUI yes okay um but you just didn't want to be like oh we're doing it uh like doing the IUI today yeah, I don't, I don't think I was. I don't think I was very specific the first time around. Yeah, but I might not be remembering correctly. Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> I was just remember a long time this ago. time we were more ver- verbal about everything. Yeah, to the family. Well, I think that's good. I know I was like, you better <laughs> tell people, talk to people. Um, so, gosh, I had another question, and then it just came out of my head. I need to, like, it's hard to jot them down as they pop into my head. Um, Okay, so I'm just going to ask you this other, we kind of, like, ran through the questions that I had written down from other people um, on Instagram, but um, do you have advice for women who are dealing with endometriosis and, like, the infertility aspects of it afterwards um, for women in those families? What, What would your advice be? Um, first of all, I think it's one in 10 women have endometriosis. That's insane. I think. I mean, I believe it. I know it's talked about so much more now. Yeah. Um, Well, it was always a, it was, um, kind of the thing when you went into your doctor and they're like, you're having cramps. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, this is not normal. Yeah. This doesn't feel right. And it's a really hard thing to diagnose because you have to see it. So you have to have surgery in order to find out that you have it. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. There's no other. Not right now. There's lots of research going on trying to see if they, they can come up with other ways of um, identifying it, but mm-hmm. right now you only are able to know for certain and be diagnosed if you have surgery. Yeah. So, um, so first of all, I would say don't act like nothing or don't act like it's not a big deal. Even yeah. if people think, Oh, it's not that bad. You know, everybody has pain, whatever. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah. It's so if you're normal. having pain, like, that's you really beyond need to bring a normal cramp. You need to, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, there are a lot of resources mm-hmm. online and among other people. Yeah. And so just like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I There's a makeup artist. I can't remember her name. Lindsay somebody in North Carolina. She talks a lot about her infertility process and that was super inspiring to me yeah and so uh, being not, not being scared of sharing it yeah is really great yeah so. if you remember her instagram handle i'll link it at, at in the show notes so if anyone is interested in looking up um this Lindsay, then um i'll link that because i think that's so important for women to have a good resource oh Marcy's going to look it up right now and Lindsay hopefully I can share. Reagan. Yes, Lindsay Reagan Thorne. Lindsay Reagan Thorne. She's so cute. She's so good and, and talented. And so did she um, 
she had do a, a really IVF or I, IUI or I think she had I think she did I, IVF okay and yeah. that was with endometriosis or was I that I don't remember I just remember the struggle and she talked about it and it was nice to feel about like it and there yeah. was someone else out there similar situations yeah um okay so prior to being diagnosed so I guess they diagnosed you with endometriosis when they went in to take the cyst out yes and that was the cause of like the two years prior you not being able to get pregnant yes okay that's just insane that our bodies can do that right I mean it's insane we can have children at all but it's like insane (laughs) that your body can be like nope not today yeah or ever in some cases um well, it causes a host of problems, not just infertility. Yeah. So what all are the issues that come with having endometriosis? So with endometriosis, you have tissue that should be growing on the inside of your uterus. Mm-hmm. A similar tissue is growing outside of it. Oh. So it can actually grow on different organs. I think that's more of what happened body. to my sister. Okay. Like, the cyst grew and like attached to her appendix or something. And it just, it caused either her ovary to burst or her appendix to burst. All I know is she had emergency surgery and she lost the ovary and the appendix, which I don't even know if appendix are necessary. Well, but. um, <clears throat> what happens is that tissue on your monthly cycle does what it should do inside. So you're bleeding and scarring internally in different areas. Wow. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's so making it causes... me feel pain. <laughs> like having it phantom can. pains. It can some mega problems. Wow. So yeah. Um, I mean, I think one of my ovaries was completely attached to the wall of wow. my cavity. <laughs> that is crazy. Because of, you know, the cycle of what happens. and Yeah. Is this... Is it more of a genetic thing or... I think there is a genetic... Did your mom or does your sister deal with it? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I mean... I don't think they've been diagnosed with anything. And your sister's currently pregnant and your mom had five kids? Four. Four kids. So (laughs) I guess... They're not dealing with it currently, but I know it can. But it does do others. The symptoms can show up later. I know that too, because um, a friend of ours, she got pregnant like out of the blue by, well, you know, just like normal. People don't plan (laughs) for it all the time. And then I know that there have struggled the past. Whoops, got an alarm going off. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, They've struggled the past few years to... Um, get pregnant and you know had a few miscarriages and so um from what I've seen just from her I know that I don't know if it just showed up later or I don't I don't know much about it but and they don't they don't know much about it that's the problem it's so different in everybody and so it's hard to test and research and yeah um so yeah it's different Unfortunately, yeah, for everybody. So, something that made me is it or did your doctor say, like, okay, with endometriosis, what they knew about it at the time as compared to now, or like whenever you went in saying, okay, we want to get pregnant with our second child? Um, did she say, like, well, with endometriosis, it's just like fertility is almost impossible or did she think again with having Millie or trying to get pregnant with Millie that okay it is going to be a three percent chance again or just was she like based off of your first time this is what we're going to do they don't know much more about endometriosis (laughs) now I'm so confused (laughs) about it that I don't even know how to ask my question because like (laughs) <laughs> what what the heck do they know? Because exactly don't... they don't. That's the problem. I think. I mean, I'm sure that they're trying. Or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, they really don't know much more now than they have, and so, um, I don't know. It was just kind of like we knew that we had to do the same process again, and yeah, nothing really has changed with our bodies much. So, yeah. so um, okay. You obviously have gone through the surgery. 
the treatment of everything, getting pregnant once, getting pregnant again, and it worked the first time, which is incredible. Um, you then had Millie and you kind of struggled as far as like just enjoying being a mom, even though like having the sweet, precious baby was like, you wanted that more than anything, but it, I guess, I don't know. Would you say it was postpartum or things like hit you in a weird way or, cause I know we were talking earlier and you're like, I just got back to feeling like myself. <laughs> I know. Um, isn't that sad? It's like I don't think over it's a sad. year. <laughs> I don't think it's sad at all. I think that several people have gone through, I know I have several other friends who've gone through it and some people are like, Oh, I feel amazing. Like motherhood is incredible. And then some people like truly in their mental health just gets beaten up I didn't do anything about it I just kind of fought through it yeah which was probably wrong (laughs) (laughs) you know what whenever the year that Seth and I got married I definitely had some form of depression and I didn't get I didn't go to a doctor I wasn't formally diagnosed so I hate even saying that but I knew something was wrong yeah and I didn't do anything other than like as far as going to a doctor, but I just was like, I am not going to like let this overtake my life after like six months of probably waking up, sleeping all day or laying in bed all day and only leaving to go like photograph a session or photograph a wedding, which I don't even know how I did and did well um, because I was like even leaving the house or leaving my bed was like the worst possible thing. I just didn't want to do it. Um, so how, since you didn't see a doctor with dealing with, uh, your feelings and everything after having Millie, how have you like worked your way through? Um, I guess I, I would say it's probably a little bit of postpartum, um, yeah, I think so. How did you work your way through it? Because I know prior I had Lindsay on and she she went and saw a doctor and um, got on medicine. But I know with everyone dealing with any type of any type of like depression, um, it's different. So what did you do? I don't or... think that you think that anything's so bad. Yeah, that's true. Like you for me, it was like, oh, it's it's fine. I'm just tired. Yeah. You know, you just justify and um, think you just have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And so I remember asking Tyson before I had Millie to kind of pay attention and Mm -hmm. make sure that there was not some serious issues. And and so he was really careful to kind of make sure things were going okay. And Mm -hmm. but I also think that you know me and my holding things in. <laughs> oh, I know. And did your mom kind of know that you were worried about that? At um, all? I think she just always, you know, encouraged as much as she could regarding sleeping. You know, you need yeah. to make sure to do this and have people help you. And, and do you know if she went through any postpartum at all? Oh, for sure. Because I know after you had Millie... And you were in the hospital and we went and saw you and then we went to leave and she gave me a hug and was like, thank you for being such a good friend to Marcy. And she was like, please check on her. Like, it was like she knew like, this is going to be tough. Um, But of course I did what I could, but there are days where you're like, I'm good. I don't need help. But then I'd go over and Millie's crying and you're stressed out and I would just hold her and put her to sleep for you. (laughs) Which was great. I loved it. I think um, that's all that anybody really needs to get through of it sometimes. Yeah. Someone just to come over and hold their yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. For real. And um, without being asked. Yeah. I don't like to ask people. I know. It's awful and I need to do better, but I don't like to ask people. I don't either. And I, so I'm the same way. Like whenever I'm struggling with anything, even whenever I was struggling through what I was going through the year Seth and I got married, it wasn't like, because I was sad. I was, it was the happiest year of my life, but I didn't tell him that I was having like just feelings of never wanting to get out of bed or doing anything. Like I didn't tell him that it was more than just me being lazy. I just let him think that I was being lazy. Um, and then I finally was like, I think something's wrong. And he was like, well, you just got to get up and you've got to do things and just push through it. And that's what I did. And 
whenever I feel myself getting where I'm like, I just, I don't want to do anything. I'm in a funk. I just try to like keep going and push through it because obviously like nothing is as bad as you think it is. Um, even in the moment where you're like, Oh, this is awful. So yeah. Now that you're feeling back to yourself, um, I do. I feel like I'm becoming human again. Yeah. So just like a couple months ago. Yeah. What What do you think that was like? No. A light switched on. I don't know if something chemically changed or if it was just. I think that actually getting Millie out of our room. So mm-hmm. that I could sleep through the night better made yeah. a world of a difference. Yeah. Do you enjoy being her mom now? Whereas oh, before, I know you felt like this is, this is my job. <laughs> <laughs> I birthed this baby, so I got to take care of her. Yeah. Like I, I remember you being like, oh, I just want to like her. I know. <laughs> like you told me that That's one day. A weird feeling. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I'll. So it makes you feel so bad. I don't know that feeling, and I can't like say that I do, but I feel like. I, I just feel like I would get it, you know, because yeah. I don't know. It's hard to be a mom. And I see that with so many people and I have seen it with my own mom. And so, yeah, but yeah, no, I, you that enjoy- was rough. Yeah. <laughs> and now we are golden. Well, good. <laughs> yeah. I could tell, I mean, when things when you started to feel happier, I know we've been gone for four months now. Um, we don't live in the same city anymore, but you were more excited about like sending photo, like cute photos of the kids and like, here's what Millie's doing. And you did like the cutest little birthday party for her <laughs> and like just more excited to like do those fun mom things that are extra because like taking the time to, to do everything you did for her birthday party like was never again gonna happen <laughs> it was so cute though but I don't think you know if it were like two or three months before or five months before you would have even wanted to do it you would have been like oh we'll just go to dinner no I I think that and that's another thing I feel bad about is I didn't document her earliest time I guess as yeah. well as I would have liked to well I don't think some you need of to those feel bad. I know some of those things that I would have liked to do and that you did probably with Jackson a little right. more yeah I just didn't I don't know I can yeah. do it you weren't feeling it I wasn't yeah but I'm glad that you're out of that and you've worked <laughs> through it yeah. um do you and Tyson think that you would want to try again for another <laughs> child <laughs> Right now, we are good. <laughs> <laughs> do you see that in the future? Or do you think that y'all are just going to be hap- like two? You got your boy, you got your girl. Not that it matters. I, but I mean, you can never say never, but yeah. I love our little family. So, yeah. I don't so know. cute. <laughs> I'm excited to see just like how Millie grows and how she's going to differ from Jackson. Because they might be very similar feisty little people. <laughs> she's so funny yeah i i hate that we moved like in this time with even whenever we were there it was like i was always so busy because i feel like i really got to like watch jackson grow up and i haven't been able to be there as much with Mm. millie but i I just love your children equally they're so cute (laughs) i mean jackson drives me crazy sometimes because he's (laughs) too smart (laughs) um and every time i go to your house he's like are are you here to play with me (laughs) Like, no, I'm here to have, like, girl yep. time with your mom. <laughs> Sorry about you. people. Um, okay, so what would you say as far as, like, people who do want to have kids but are going through a fertility struggle um, and just can't afford to do IUI or IVF? What Do you have advice, like, did you have that thought process at all? Like, if we can't afford this, what are we going to do? Um, we just had to. We just yeah. had to afford it. You we just, had to figure out a way. And the office that we were with were, or the office was very 
understanding of everybody's situations and so they would offer you know help payment plans you know different options it can be i think you just have to figure out how you can work it into the finances i know that's Mm -hmm. awful but saving up is well i mean if you really want a child no matter what way you go about getting it if you can't have children naturally like adoption is expensive IVF is expensive IUI I mean while it is a thousand dollars and a session like it can get expensive so like yeah so many things just um are difficult but I will say I mean again I've said this every podcast probably we don't want to have kids but Seth's uh insurance with the company he works for they pay for infertility like they'll they cover they'll cover um a certain amount of money on adoption and that's wonderful yeah and and I don't know if it's just like the insurance plan we chose or what but it's not super common yeah but they definitely believe in family and so yeah, they're there to really help with um, the financial aspects of those, that process. Um, and I think, honestly, I know that it's so expensive, but if you really want a child, like, don't be afraid to tell people, like, talk to people. Say, I was just going to say that. People this are is, supportive. This is what we're struggling with. And I'm telling you, there will be that friend who's like, F it. I'm going to start a GoFundMe and we are going to get, you know, Sarah, that baby. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just threw out a random name. I don't know. I actually don't know anyone named Sarah struggling to have a child. But uh, yeah, I mean, people are incredible and generous and they are, you know, um, there's more than just thoughts and prayers to doing things. And I think taking action, number one, I, of course, I may know nothing about what I'm talking about, but I think just talking to someone, taking that action to open up and be honest about what you're going through is so important and why I've been like, you have to tell me these things um, with any problem that you're going through. Because I think that's why you have friends. Because otherwise, what's the purpose? I mean, mean, for us, I guess it's just like business planning because that's always fun. Um, hey, we haven't done that in a long time. I know. Today was really good. It, it was, was. We, guys, we sat down on my couch for a few hours and just like really kind of had a major breakthrough with what Marcy's going to do next in her business. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Now I'm like, let's stay up till midnight and work on my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find this a way. This is why to, we did this yes, so first I've of got, all. I've got to make this podcast big enough. I just want to be famous enough to go on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> That is mine and Marcy's like favorite show. (laughs) And I hate the word famous, but I just want the podcast to be like D list enough to get me on Dancing with the Stars. You think I don't cry? Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing. (laughs) You cried at my wedding, though. I did. Because my vows were so good. (laughs) (laughs) No, my speech, too. Did you cry during your speech? Yes. It was dark. I don't remember. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you did. Yeah. Well, it was sweet. I do remember your speech. Actually, you remember that one time I cried um, at a wedding? (laughs) That one time I cried. Were we shooting It was like the one time. uh, I think it was my... I I think you might have been second shooting. Yeah, and you looked over at me. And I said I I was going to move, and then I was never going to see you get married. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I think, wasn't it? Yes, because we were watching the couple dance, and you were like... I'm never going to see you. Yes. I think Seth hadn't proposed. Yeah, he hadn't proposed and you didn't know if... If it, we were moving. You didn't know if you were moving. I didn't know if he was going to propose. Yes. <laughs> Which obviously you knew he was going to because... sad. Mar- Marcy <laughs> is the person who I mentioned in the podcast with me and Seth who photographed my engagement. Um, which was so special. We've kind of just ran in circles just now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so any final thoughts or anything for women out there? Um, I'm the wrong person to say this, but get talking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, you know, 
practice what you preach. I and feel I like there's you, some movement going yeah. on. Yeah. And yeah, it's starting to become a little less taboo to talk about. And that's a huge thing. And that's also why I wanted to do this episode with you. Cause I was like, if you're willing to talk about it, I know people want to hear it and it's going to make a difference. If, even if it's just one person, like, Oh, I do have one thing I would ooh, like to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, if you are not struggling, maybe try to be aware that there's a lot of people who are, oh, and yeah. we were asked for years, even though we weren't purposefully, trying to have a family immediately Mm -hmm. we constantly were asked when are you having kids do you want to have kids why aren't you having kids what's going on is there something wrong constant 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 and it's always the people that you're like it's none of your freaking business (laughs) you know like it's one thing if it's you know your mom like are you all gonna have kids let's talk about it but it's always like the random stranger who's like it's a really personal choice for is. one oh but my gosh. there are don't so many people struggling started i had someone tell me one time i don't understand why you don't want to have kids that's the whole reason god put you on this earth Aww. i'm like if that's the only reason i'm here then go ahead and kill me because there are so many i mean i love children i do <laughs> But there are so many other things in life that I want to do. And I feel like there's other ways that I can make a difference in this world than just by like throwing some spawn out there. At least (laughs) my spawn. (laughs) If you have children, I'm all for it. (laughs) If you want to have a baby, if you're struggling, amazing. I know a girl who is an acquaintance, we were kind of friends and then we weren't and then whatever. But now we still kind of like message on Instagram every once in a while. And she had told me a long time ago that... uh, she had gone through a miscarriage and wasn't sure she would ever have kids. And it really made her sad to think that she couldn't. And then we weren't really friends, but then I saw that she got pregnant and she's got this precious little girl and she's so happy to be a mom. And she'd never thought that that was going to happen. And I just remember like, I think I messaged her and was like, I'm so excited for you that you're having a baby. Like, I know that we're not actually like friends right now or whatever, you know, 20 something drama but that was years <laughs> ago um but I'm just really happy for you to have a child so it's not that I don't want kids guys or that I don't like kids I don't want them but I do like them <laughs> so um but I definitely I always try to be sensitive to that too because I don't ever want to be like when are, why aren't you gonna have a child and yeah. even in the wedding industry it's always so natural to be like do y'all want to have kids whenever you get married but yeah Sometimes, and I think sometimes those, you know, innocent questions are totally fine. Yeah. It's it's a matter of whenever people get pushy. Like, Seth's mom is always like, are you going to have a baby? I just need a grandchild. And I'm like, ask your other two children to have <laughs> grandchildren for you. Because, I mean, I have some, like, issues with my body as far as, um, like, hormonal things that really jack me up. And I'm going to be honest, guys. Seth and I we don't ever use birth control and we've never gotten pregnant. So, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen for us and we don't really want it to anyway. So it's not a big deal, but like constantly pushing, like you said, is just, it's just rude and just pushing boundaries that don't need to be pushed and could for me, it doesn't affect me, but for someone who truly is struggling and wants to have a child, it really affects them. And then they probably go home and, you know, cry and wonder dancing with the stars. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I like your final thought, which turned into like a five minute tangent on my part. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I'm really glad that you did this and that you're open as open as I guess you could be. I I know it's hard for you. Sorry. And now you're being open to what are like my like 85 listeners. Yes. (laughs) Hopefully we'll get more. Um, The only way I can get more listeners is if y'all take the time to subscribe and rate and review and give kind criticism. Nothing hateful. I don't need hate around here. Um, And also take the time to follow the Instagram. And I don't ever post on Twitter. So there isn't Twitter out there, but if there's no point. So anyways... (laughs) 
follow um, Her Thing Podcast on social media. And also take the time to go follow Marcy. What's your social media? Marcy, Marcy Meredith. Meredith. And it's Marcy with I-E. I know there's a few different ways you can spell Marcy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, whenever I first met you, I did not know how to spell Meredith. I was like, Nobody how do you spell this last name? <laughs> I, I genuinely was like, am I stupid? <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. And I can't wait for y'all to listen again soon. Bye.